1 John 4, 18. Let's pick up where we concluded on last week. And I want to admonish you again to be students of the word and to spend time in the Lord's presence daily. Remember, this is a year of divine guidance, divine instruction. And you want to be so sensitive to the voice of Holy Spirit that whatever he tells you to do, not only will you do it, but you know his voice <laughs> and a stranger's voice you will not follow. Amen. By the word of the Lord of October of last year, he said that we won't be able to trust the wisdom of men and the expertise of men, nor will we be able to rely on statistics. So we're in a place, guys, and for the believer, we should always have a posture whereby we trust and follow the voice of God. We don't follow what's popular. As believers, we follow, we follow his voice. We follow his guidance. Amen. There's, there's a way that seemeth right to, the, to a man, but the end thereof is death. So just because it seems right to your natural intellect, you have to be so sensitive. See, here's the thing about the devil. It could seem so real and true and the right way to go that if you're not in tune, you will go in the way of error. So it's important that you know his voice, whereby a stranger's voice you will ignore. Amen. So here, uh, and I want to... Now, last week we talked about moving from fear to focus, from fear to focus, particularly in the area of not thinking that things that are happening upon the earth is God's way of judging the believer, as well as when bad things happen or things that happen that you were not expecting, this is God's way of punishing you. That is not the God that we serve. And it's very important because where we are headed, you cannot properly proclaim the gospel of Jesus with the wrong view of the living God. If your view of God is convoluted or distorted or twisted, then your presentation of him would be from a twisted view, even if it's done out of ignorance or you're not necessarily doing it with intentions. But since my view of God is wrong, then your presentation of him would be wrong. And if you think God is forever condemning you and punishing you, that's why uh, sometimes we see people when they pro what they call proclaim the gospel, they do it with condemnation. Yeah. You're going to hell if you don't get right. And see, the gospel is not condemning people to hell. That is not the proclamation of the gospel. Oh, man, I'm getting ahead of myself. Now, does the Bible speak of those whose name is not found in the uh, book of life will have eternity in lake of fire? Absolutely. But I'm saying the good news is not condemning people to hell. Oh, boy. So let's talk about 
And, and we've dealt with that fear, and we showed you, and I'll go back, we'll start at verse 17. Actually, let's do uh, verses 17. And, and see, here's the thing. You want that fear to be lifted whereby you can present the right Jesus to a hurting people, to a dying people, to a people who may be on their way to hell <laughs> if they die without him. But the presentation is not you're going to hell and condemn. No, people condemn people because that's how they see God. But if you see them in light of his resurrection, him dying, him being raised, him being seen, him being ascended and seated, you would teach it or you would proclaim from a place of love. And see, here's the thing. Jesus never condemned people. And just because you don't condemn doesn't mean that you condone. That's what, that, that's what we miss up. Just because I don't condemn you does not mean that I condone the lifestyle that you're living. And, and see, here's the thing. And, 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 and when you teach, see, it's, that's why it's called the good news. What's good news about you coming up to me, damning me to hell? I don't want to hear that message if I'm someone who's hurting and in need. So just because you don't condone does not mean that you, just because you don't condemn, excuse me, doesn't mean that you condone or agree with how someone is living. And see, when you present it with love, you, you present the gospel from a place of knowing that I'm still maturing. I haven't always been mature. That's what perfect means in the Greek, not perfect in the sense of being flawless and never making a mistake. No, perfect in the Greek literally means it, it connotes maturity, being a place of being full grown or coming to a place where you are uh, coming to a place where a goal is reached due to maturity. So it's not talking about being flawless. And see, when you understand that, you, pre you proclaim the gospel from a place of knowing that let him without fault. So there's a different presentation when you minister the, God, the good news to people from a place of what Jesus finished. With love and kindness have I drawn, are you here? Have I drawn them? So we, we have to get to the place it, uh, uh, where we have where we're focused on our assignment, and every believer is called to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. But due to what's going on in the land, there's a loss as well as a lack of focus. You really don't even hear the gospel of Jesus being proclaimed. You don't even, look at most people's social media pages. What are they saying about Jesus? Look at most churches. What are they saying about Jesus? In 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 12, we read about David's struggle against Saul. And we see the sons 
of Issachar. And the Bible mentions how these couple hundred men understood the times. Watch this. And they knew what Israel, which is a type of church, should do. So here we had astute men who knew how to take advantage of current events. So when we are discerners and we understand the times that we're living in, we would take advantage or we would seize this opportunity to proclaim the good news of Jesus. But watch this. Social media, as well as the enemy, who often works through these streams, has believers so distracted, so bound in fear that they have become desensitized when it comes to proclaiming the good news of Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus the Messiah. Are you here? So we have to make sure that we regain our focus, beloved. People are dying without Jesus. And that should not be the case. Are you here? First John, and I gave you context on last week. Go back to last Sunday's message. It's still up and you can get all the context from why as to why he was writing this particular epistle. Uh, but today let's talk about moving from fear to freedom. From fear to freedom. See, again, you cannot proclaim the gospel, which is the good news. And through our message on the gospel, you know what the gospel is. And you can find it in 1 Corinthians 15, a portion of a great deal of it. But you cannot proclaim the good news, guys, with a spirit of guilt and condemnation hanging over your head. Well, let me say it this way. You cannot proclaim it effectively with a flawed perception. Again, that's why, and, I, and I've heard people, and many of you heard people, well, it, things wouldn't, if, if, if you do this, maybe that wouldn't happen. So now you're trying to present or you're trying to get a person who already feeling like there is no hope to serve a God who you are blaming as to why they're not. Are you here? See, again, we're talking about the presentation of the gospel minister from a biblical point of view, not from a religious point of view. We're talking about presenting the gospel, how Jesus would have us to articulate it, not how religion would have us articulate it. Religion will forever condemn you, and you will never get to that place where you feel like you are even worthy. That's why some people feel like they have to get right before they get saved, as they say. Are you here? Verse 17, 1 John 4, 17. 17, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have what? Boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. This shows the greatness, guys, of God's love 
toward you and I. It shows actually how much he loves us. So in that day of judgment, you can come boldly. And you can only do that because as Jesus is, so are we, what? In this world. And, and well, well, how can we have that such boldness? I missed it yesterday. Watch this. As I stated last week, Jesus made peace. Because of Jesus, we are now at peace with God. And I need to show you this. Again, and see, and when you get this, oh, man, when you are around people, you, you, you see doors of opportunity more clearly. I can't talk to you while you drink and get See, see, that's condemnation. Oh, the Lord know what he's doing. Uh, if you can sit there and smoke, I, 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 you, you got to get, get your life together before I can talk. See, condemnation. Well, well, if we have to sit at the bar, I, I'm holy. I don't want to go. The ministry of condemnation. Are you here? Again, religion has done the church a great disservice. When I say religion, man trying to work his way to be right before God. Are you guys listening to this? See, being relevant is being a follower of the voice of Holy Spirit. Your pastor follows the voice of Holy, of Holy Spirit, not what's trending on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, or whatever. I don't preach based upon what may be popular in media. I'm not a carnal pastor. What is God saying to the church? So I don't watch that foolishness. Are you here? So how can we have boldness in the day of judgment? If we abide in him and he in us, as it reads in 1 John 4, 13, watch this, guys. Then our identity is bound in Christ. So just as he is, so are we in the world. Not, this, this is just not God sees us in light of how he sees Jesus, but as Jesus is, so are we. What are you saying? The same compassion that Jesus had when he walked the earth. We should have the same compassion toward others as he has. Why? Because as he is... Okay, okay, okay. What do you see Jesus condemning people? That you're going to hell for the... I'm just saying. Him condemning people, as a matter of fact, it's never, it's never our job to condemn. The Word of God says that the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin. Let Him do the convicting. Not you and I. Our job is just to preach the gospel. And watch this. And see, and when you understand that the gospel has the power to save, you won't add anything else to it. You will just present the good news. Why? Because the gospel, not your condemnation, has the power to save. Oh, man, God's going somewhere totally different. The gospel, and see, you, 
I got so much confidence in the word, man of God, that if I just, see, you, te- you proclaim the gospel, let Holy Spirit do the work. See, we try to do the work as if we're a God. No, my job is just to articulate what God has said, to live it. Why? Because as he is, so are we. So we should be presenting the gospel, watch this, with the same compassion, with the same love that Jesus had. Oh. That's, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why it's hard for some to even minister to their family members because they're doing it from a place of condemnation. So you can't go, I'm not talking about people just acting crazy, but just generally speaking, I can't go around because they're all heathens. And, and, and see, and you wonder why your ministry isn't been effective. It's because, watch this, when, when some come around, for some believers, when they come around, they know, oh, here he come. Put it away. Sit up straight. Watch your And the reason why Jesus was accused of being a wine-bibber and other things is because he went to where the lost were. See, you, you, you're not going to be called that unless you are found being in the midst of those individuals. Oh, man. Are you here? Oh, this is good. So we have to get move from that place, guys, of fear, watch this, to freedom. What do you mean? Understanding how God sees you. And when you see how God sees how you when you realize that you are at peace with God, then you can present this gospel from a place of ease and not try to beat the Bible, as they say, over the head of individuals. Are you here? (laughs) And see, again, you would never, and I would write this down, you would never share the good news of Jesus correctly with a convoluted view of God. So it's impossible to do it correctly if your view of God is twisted. Again, the good news is not condemning people to hell. We're talking about the good news. Matter of fact, if they're not believers, you don't have to worry about where they're going anyway. They'll end up where the Bible says they'll end up. My job is to present the love of Jesus to them. (laughs) Verse 18, there is no fear in love. See, we got to move from what? Fear to freedom. There is no fear in agape. That unconditional love, that love 
that seeks no response. Agape love because that's what it does. Whether you are good, whether you are, whether you are uh, 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 doing what you should do or not, agape loves because that's what it does. It doesn't love you based upon your condition. <laughs> so, look, look, agape doesn't say, well, he did this or she did that, so I'm, I, I, I'm going to restrict my love. No, it loves because that's what it does. And as Jesus is, so are we. So we should have the same unconditional love that's not based on conditions. But you can't do that if you're fearful. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear what? Involves torment. And you would be amazed of how many believers are tormented because their perception of God is off kilter. Every little thing. God trying to wake me up. You should already be woke. My question is, why aren't you woke already? Because fear involves torment. But he who fears, watch this, has not been made what? Perfect. Again, have not been matured in love. Then too, John also says that fear and love cannot exist together, guys. Love rejects fear because fear causes pain and that prevents love from being perfected. So if my, and I submit to you, there's a great portion of believers who have not been perfected in this area because of how they see God. Are you here? Now I want to write this down. The, the fear John writes up here is the kind of fear, notice it involves torment, that agonizing kind of fear. And that type of fear will rob you of your joy and your confidence before God. And see, here's the thing. See, people are so sin conscious, which Jesus removed for the believer, that, that it's, it's hard for them to see themselves Really, as God sees them, don't even think they're worthy. Imagine that kind of torment. Can't be joyful. Imagine that type of torment. All because of the wrong. And, and, and I submit to you, that's why we really don't hear the gospel being proclaimed. Because I submit a great deal are living under that cloud of condemnation that they don't feel happy. How, how can I minister to him? And, 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 I, and I, there's things I'm working on. What, that's exactly why you should. Man, there are things I'm working on. Yet God still loves me. Come on anyway. I'm not going to tell you how to dress. I'm not going to tell you to stop doing anything. Just come because I know the, the word has the power <laughs> to save. Are you here? This type of fear is opposite, is, is opposite of the boldness that we should have in the day of judgment. 
Notice now, the fear that perfect love cast out, and I said this and I said it again, it is the fear of God's judgment. So you need to write that down. The fear that perfect love cast out is the fear of God's judgment. See, we always got to clarify this because people are, well, is that, who said get out here and live any kind of way? Matter of fact, if you abide in him and his word abide in you, you're going to want to do the right thing. Not preaching on that today. But, but see how that, that condemnation I always pull you, try to, yeah, but what about, what about, what about just seeing yourself as God sees you? Are you here? But the fear that perfect love cast out is the fear of God's judgment. Why? Because those who are in Christ know the love of God, which drives out or which drives away, watch this, fear and condemnation. So when you really know the love of God or the love that God has for you, it will drive away fear and condemnation. Yeah, Holy Spirit, he will convict you. You should feel some kind of way if you are just purposely just doing nonsense and foolery. Oh, he's going to convict. But still, don't feel condemned. Turn around. You're going down a one-way street, you realize you're going wrong. Do you keep do you keep going? No. What do you do? Most normal people turn around, get back on the right path. Notice it says, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So if there's this fear and condemnation, you really have a flawed view of God's love for you, beloved. Imagine if you would have heard this when you first got saved. Imagine if you'd heard this. Some of you rolling in on that fire, hell, fire, and brimstone bus. You're going to die tonight if you don't get right. You might die. See, that's not, that, you, don't have to, you don't have to do all that. God is love, guys. He's love. See, again, people just perpetuate what they were taught. Because your mama beat you upside the head with a shoe, you do the same thing to your children. So every time you get upset, you want to pick up a shoe, you pick up an iron, you pick up a, a stick or a branch and just continue the cycle. Oh, this is good information. Are you here? If our relationship with God is marked by this tormenting fear, it shows that we have not been made perfect. That is complete and mature in his love. So if you are forever condemned, you, you, make, you need to make a declaration today. Father, I thank you that, that you are moving me from fear to freedom. Oh, boy, this is right here in your word. There is no fear in love. 
This is how, and see, <laughs> there's no fear. And, and sometimes the message is, is brought to us from a place of fear and condemnation. All the bad and all the, you, you afraid that some folk afraid to go to lunch, dinner because you, you done been told you might not make it home. What about just receiving the love of Jesus? And you don't know the poor lady may receive him on her way to dinner because of the presentation. The poor brother may get saved in a parking lot ministry because of the. Are you here? There's no fear in love. Listen to this, guys. The completeness of God's love. Means we, oh, I said this last week, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to give you all these verses today. Because you're off tomorrow, right, for the most part. You're not off tomorrow. You have to labor on Labor Day. The completeness of love, listen to this, means that we do not cower in fear before God. There is a reverence, there is an honor, but we shouldn't cower. We can come boldly, daughter, because of what Jesus did. Andrea, I know who you are. See, they be getting on me. See, he forgot my name. I, I know, as I stated before. If you come regularly, I know your name. And, and watch this. It's not even about me knowing everybody's name. The most important name that I articulated this gospel, and now your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You hear people say that. I want to go to a church where everybody know my name and you don't have show up. We, we're not getting, y'all not pulling me back where y'all did a couple weeks ago. We ain't never going back there again. No. Had me messed up my whole, let, 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 let me stay right here. Watch this. The completeness, don't tell her. Who said it? Don't, somebody asked, no, no. We, that, we, that whole, we're going to take out that whole, whatever day that was, take it off the calendar. It never existed. Who remember a couple weeks ago? Yeah, okay. So yeah. Everybody's like, well, what, what happened? Now, the person who asked that, all the individuals said, now look at them in that face. When they say, what happened? Do like this. You should have been here. You should have been here. <laughs> Hey, with that same faith, you should have been here. Watch this. The completeness. <laughs> There's no fear in love. Okay? Watch this. I'll write this down. Or listen to this, rather. The completeness of love means we do not cower 
in fear before God, dreading his judgment. Watch, here comes the good part. Either now or in the day of judgment. See, because, oh boy, why? Well, why do you say that? Because we know all the judgment we ever deserved, past, present, and future, was poured out on Jesus Cross, Jesus Christ. Y'all saying amen. I'm saying Jesus Christ. Amen. No, Jesus Christ on the cross. Let me say it again. See, slow down before you amen me, okay? Listen to me first. I heard you. We know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because we know all judgment we ever deserved, I would write this down, past, present, and future was poured out on Jesus Christ on the cross. See, the love of God, I'll let you write it down, the love of God is knowing that God's judgment fell on Jesus at the cross so that we could be spared. That's why we should not walk around with the ministry of condemnation, but with the ministry, Sister Vista, of the good news. Are you here? Isaiah 53, 5 and 6, Amplify. Let's look at this. Guys, our judgment fell on Jesus. So, Stop, and I say this with boldness, stop expecting punishment from God whenever you fall short. I'm not saying there are not consequences behind you going out here making bad decisions. I'm saying, Sister Walker, uh, Sister Shitu, did I pronounce that right? Mm-hmm. Did I get it? Okay. I'm saying that we should not say that these things are God cursing me or punishing me. Who gets that? So am I saying there's no consequences if you go out here and act stupid? No. Yeah, you, you go out here and rob a bank, you go out here do some, do you go slap somebody, there's going to be consequences behind it. But I can't say God had to knock my tooth out. No. That man knocked your tooth out. <laughs> See, uh, again, because why is this so important? Because it's almost like people are presenting a dyslexic God that doesn't know if he loves me or hates me, if, 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 if he wants to do good or if he's doing all the bad. So, so people, people are confused. They're tormented. Again, this is important because if you see yourself as being condemned before God, you will always witness from a place of condemnation. So you can take off your Facebook post. All, all my friends that see this, y'all going to hell if you don't accept Jesus today. Take that down. Why not put up all my Facebook friends? God loves you with an everlasting love. 
And no matter what you're dealing right with at this very moment, he still loves you. He died for you. What about that? But he was wounded for. So why are you saying you are wounded for your transgressions? He was wounded for. So we got to get beat twice. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was what? Crushed for our, our, our weakness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required, listen to this, for our well-being, it fell on him. So the punishment we should have got fell on, see, see, that's, see, now that's good news. Are you here? And by his stripes, we are healed. Next verse. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned each one to his own way. But the Lord has caused the wickedness of us all. Our sin. See, see. Again, because religion is still telling you that that happened. I, I said again, the, the COVID-19 is not hitting folks' house because they, 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 they're falling short or they missed it. Your children not dying. Things bad. Uh, houses not falling on your head and different things and flooding out because you're not perfect. That's not why these things are happening. So... And we pray for all those in Louisiana who are affected by Ida. But don't you dare for one minute believe that that's God's judgment on you because you're not walking as religion says you should. Are y'all here? Well, how can you say that? Because I know how to read. But the Lord has caused the what? Wickedness of us all, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing to fall on who? Him instead of us. Do you see this? Watch, watch this. Again, we need, first of all, we, we need to stop thinking that America is God's church. <laughs> Jesus died for the world. Nothing special about America, God bless America, but he died for the world. And if you're waiting you know, every Christian to be perfect in the sense that religion says he is never coming back. <laughs> we, we will forever be under punishment if that's the case. Because we can, listen, again, whatever right you're trying to get, you're not going to do it on your own. That's why you got to trust him. Are you here? Jesus took the punishment we deserve for our sin. Matter of fact, he did not deserve to die, but he willingly took our place and experienced death for us. Jesus' death 
was a substitution, watch this, for the righteous. His death was a substitution. The righteous, watch this, talking about him, for the unrighteous, the innocent, for the guilty. Let me show you something. First Peter 3.18, watch this. He, <laughs> he stood in your place. So if he stood in my place, we have to stop saying, this is why this is happening. Why? Because Jesus took what should have happened, he took it for me. Oh, man. Christ died once for how many times? Once. An innocent person died for those who were what? Are guilty. But you're no longer guilty. You were guilty before he died. Christ did this thing to bring you what? To God when his body was put to death and his spirit was made alive. So an innocent person stood in place of those who were guilty. So those who are guilty can now be innocent before a loving father. As one man says, Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. We owed a debt we could not pay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that one clap in the back. Let me come over here again. <laughs> Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. We just seen that. And we owed a debt we could not pay. How great is the love that God has for us? And when you understand that, you'll realize that his sufferings were expiatory. What does that expiatory mean? It means his sufferings made amends. He brought at one time where we were separated with, uh, from God, we're now at peace with God and can no longer be separated from him again. Are you here? He took our place in that he was made sin for us. Let me show you 2 Corinthians 5.21. Again, notice we have to be discerners like the chiefs of Issachar and what? Seize these opportunities. Why? Because men's hearts are failing and people are afraid. Are you here? So we have to use this opportunity, man of God, what? To share the good news. Notice, it's called good news. And good news is not condemning people and judging people for where they are. Are you here? He made Christ. Do you see this? Who? Okay. If, if you're here and can see this, Let's read this together. He made Christ who knew no sin to what? Judicially be sin on what? Our behalf. So that in him we would become what? The, that, that is in right standards with God. That is we would be made what? Acceptable to him and placed in a right, right, relationship, with him, right relationship with him by his graces. See, see when, you really, when you understand these verses, you will know that perfect love cast out. 1 Peter 2.24. 1 Peter 2.24. Is it up? 
he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross. Willingly, what? Offering himself on it as on an altar of sacrifice so that we might die to sin. What is that? <laughs> Becoming immune from the penalty and Oh my God. That's a good place to run around the church. You've been told that, that you didn't get the car because of how you live, and you've been told that you didn't get the house because you've been doing this. You've been told that you're not married because of this, and it's all been a lie. Now, I don't know why those things haven't happened, but we can't say it's because our loving Father is not that kind of God. Notice it says that we make Dallas in becoming what? Immune from the penalty. And power of sin, or the things that sin brought about. And one of those was punishment. Are you here? And the lie to righteousness, for by his wounds you what? Who, you who you who believe have been healed. Ephesians 1, 19 through 23. Uh, I think a couple more verses. Let's look at this. You have to free yourself from that fear and walk in the liberty or, or, or the freedom whereby Christ has set you free. Again, this doesn't mean I condone what you do because I'm still going to be a light, but I'm going to share Jesus from a place of love, see, and not condemnation. Oh, boy. Is that the verse I want? Is that the Amplified? Yeah. Uh, verse. Yeah, let, let me read my translation. For it pleased the Father. Listen to this. For all the fullness of the deity, the sum total of his essence, all his perfection, powers, and attributes dwell permanently in him, the Son. Watch this. And through the intervention of the Son, listen to this, reconciled all things to himself, making peace with believers through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether on things on earth or things in heaven. Again, because of what Jesus did, Jesus being the sacrifice, Jesus standing in our place, we have now been made at peace with God. Are you here? Okay, here it go. Oh, right, Colossians. Didn't I say Colossians? Well, earlier y'all knew what I was trying to say, <laughs> so now you don't know I, I meant Colossians. See, see how saints be now early. Oh, 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 we, we knew exactly where you were going. Yeah. And, and that's my bad. It, I have Ephesians, but it is Colossians. Thank you. That's why I have to have someone back there who knows their Bible. Amen. Let me fix that now. 
Yeah, it was Colossians. Okay. Yeah. For it, please, now you can read it with me because some of y'all like that. That ain't in any of my translations. <laughs> I got every translation there is, and not one of them shares that. For it pleased the Father, Father, fullness of deity, the sum total of his essence, all his perfection, powers, and attributes dwell what? Primarily in him, the Son. Uh, and through the intervention of the Son, to reconcile all things to himself, what? Making peace. So, will you say this? I'm at peace with God. I have peace with God. Okay? The Son, uh, reconciled, th- making peace with the believers through what? The blood of the cross. See, we, 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 quit, to, we, we quit to say, by his stripes, I have been healed. By his stripes, I got plenty of money. By his stripes, I'm delivered. What about by his stripes, I am now at peace with God? What about that one? Because of what he did, his sacrifice. I am. I ain't never heard anybody say that one. I don't hear people quote. I hear people quoting. Uh, I got money now because of Jesus. He died that I might. He became poor that through his poverty I might become rich. We'll confess that. What about? Because of what he did, you are now at peace with God. Quote that. Yeah. Where don't things are okay? Next verse. And although you were at one time what? Estranged and alienated, hostile minded toward him, and some still like that now. Twisted thinking based upon what they heard. So watch this. They bring that, even though they receive salvation, though they, they still bring that warped, uh, twisted teaching, if you will, that concept of God with them because all they told, you know, all this bad and this and that and that. So they, even though they're saved for a lot of people, they still have the wrong concept of God. And I heard that. So I'm like, man, if I had it presented me this way, I would have, I might have would have, Stayed out there a little bit longer if I, but I was forced, I was scared into receiving Jesus. And we know the ones who were scared into it because nothing changes. <laughs> Friday night, they back there again. Boom, 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 boom. Thank God. You know, even if you received him scared, as long as you did it right and your heart was right in the right place, you still got it. Amen. Now just free yourself and watch this. And once you walk in that liberty, the little stuff that you thought you couldn't stop, it'll fall off. Yet, Christ has now what? Reconciled you to who? God in his physical body through his death in order to present. So how you present it to God? He presents you before the Father, what? Holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. So because of what he did, he now presents you holy, blameless, and so why are you confessing all these things? Because God is angry with you. Who are you listening to? Are you here? 
say this, my legal debt has been paid in full. That's what Jesus meant to tell us that in John 19.30. That's what he meant when he said it is finished. Everything that had us against God, he restored it. Are you here? The charges against you, beloved, have been canceled. Let me say it again. I don't think y'all heard me. The charges against you and I have been canceled. The charges imposed on you, the penalties, the punishments, man of God, have been canceled. See, that's good news. Colossians 2, I think. 13 and 14. We'll know when she put it up. And if this is not it, y'all let me know where we should be going. Colossians 2, 13, 14. <laughs> when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, worldliness, man of life, God made you what? Alive with Christ, having freely given Excuse me, having freely forgiven us, what? Of all. That's past, present, and this afternoon. Or future. <laughs> it's gone. Matter of fact, it's, he calls it falling short now. Jesus took that away. Watch this. Having counseled out the certificate of debt, do I told you that the debt has been paid. Having counseled out the certificate of debt consi uh, consisting of what? Legal demands which were enforced against us and which were hostile toward us. And this certificate has been set aside. Listen, guys. And completely removed by nailing it to the cross. See, you got to go back home and listen to this again and again and again and again and again until that thing is cemented in you and is real to you. Only then will that light come on and you begin to present the gospel with greater clarity and accuracy. Are you here? In other words, God nailed all the accusations, guys, past. Who's the accuser of the brethren? Satan. God nailed all the accusations, past, present, and future, against us to the cross. Do you see this? Romans 4, 7 and 8, NLT. Let me. Got that, and we got one more verse. Oh, okay. Then we're doing pretty good. Are you here? Oh, what a joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. See, man, let me tell you something. Re religion has people bound in. It's somewhere, somebody right now, Sister Moore, I guarantee you, feeling like there's no hope because they were told that God had to flood your house or pick it up and put it in another city because you weren't living right. 
And that's not condoning how people are living. We're saying, let's stop blaming all of these bad things on God. Somebody walking around right now got turned down for getting a car. And they were told, because how you living, God not bless you. He ain't bless you. There's nothing more than condemning people. But then at the same time, you want me to worship him? This is your presentation? Oh, what a joy for those. Let me tell you something. What has, what has happened to your disobedience? Huh? He, <laughs> I like the word you use. He said they've been eradicated. Not just yesterday, but and future. Th that's not sinking in like I thought it would. Oh, what a joy for those. See, all the rebellious people should stand up right now. Lord, that's me, Jesus. That's me, Jesus. But actually knowing this will cause that rebellion to cease because he loves me so much. Oh, what a joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Whose sin? y'all see this? Oh, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record. So because of Jesus, your record looks cleared. Why? Because Jesus presents you to the folly. Father, holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. Reproach. So when he presents you before the Father, because he sees now because your life is hidden in him, he sees your slate clear. With us in person or via social media.